I'm Deva Flowers. And I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. Welcome to Creating Leaders of Character. Our purpose in creating this podcast is to help you empower yourself as a leader. Specifically as a leader of character. Deva and I come from two very different times. You might consider me an old school kind of leader. And I'm what might be considered an emerging leader. As different as our perspectives may be, we both agree that leading with character is important these days. Actually, it's always been important. Now, it may even be critical. Throughout this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, not to convince you to think like either of us, but to help you develop your own perspectives and apply them to make you a better leader. A leader of character. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Well, hello, Miss Deva. How are you? Hi. I'm good. I'm sleepy, but rested <laughs> at the same time. It's a weird time. Wait a minute. Yeah. How can you be sleepy and rested <laughs> at the same time? Like, like you're you're fine. You can keep going throughout the day, but really, you'd love to sleep for the rest of the day as well. I'm, I'm, I, you wake up at three a.m., so I don't think you've ever experienced that. But, no. but, but me, maybe some of our listeners, that would be a great day to just oh, sleep. Just to... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, well... Anyways. You know, the, the creator you? put me here for a, to do a particular number of things and I'm way behind. So uh, I, yeah. I, can't, I can't sleep. Uh, I have Maybe no time it's, for that. Maybe it's my timing as well, because school starts for me next week. And oh. I'm really, really excited. But I'm realizing I've been doing summer school this past summer um, and I have one week off and that's this week. And I'm thinking this would be a good time to like you like you like to say, go watch the snow and and yeah do nothing for just yeah. a, just a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and keep in mind that, we, you know, we, we, the terms that we use are not necessarily what we mean or what we should mean. Uh, I don't know if you ever read the seven habits of highly effective people, yeah, but uh, Stephen Covey used to talk about uh, quadrant uh, two and in quadrant two is the things that are important and critical or, or important, uh, important, but not critical but they're timely. You need to do them. And that would be resting. And we talked about that like a couple of chap uh, episodes ago. Uh, you, you do need to rest, whatever that is. You know, so not to the point that you get lazy. Then you're yeah. wasting time. But there's a, you know, the body will tell you when it's time to just rest, which is different than sleep. Sleep is, you know, it's got its own thing and resting. You can rest mm -hmm. and meditate and pray and enjoy, like, like I said, the snow and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and that just kind of revives you. So, and that's what we've been talking about for the last few weeks is uh, resiliency. And 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 like if, when we started this uh, this block of uh, topics, if you remember, I said it. Uh, uh, my perspective is this is proactive resiliency. Mm -hmm. Do it before you're hurting, and trying to catch up or get you know uh, uh, regain whatever you you've lost. So uh, yeah, get keep resting as much as the body seems to tell you without being just uh, lazy. Uh, but you got your, I guess you're resting for two. I mean, you're eating for two. And I hear that's a <laughs> no, lot. That's what I hear. I, that's a lot. Yeah, I've been actually uh, dieting. Uh, we were talking about health and fitness. And this last portion of pregnancy, a lot of women gain a, a lot of like a significant amount of weight, which they, you know, they can, they deserve to, at the, you know, if you eat normally, the baby is growing, you're growing. Um, but I'm doing a, a natural birth and a home birth. And so my mid midwife has advised that, 
you know, I go and uh, just eat basically a lot of really good food. So I'm not eating really high fat, high calorie um, foods that I might be really craving and wanting. I'm eating a lot of salads and fruits and, you know, chicken breasts and stuff like that. Um, anyways, so lots of really good food, (laughs) rabbit food, lots of rabbit food. Um, but I found some, some good ways. I, I didn't want to do the whole cottage cheese thing. Um, everybody says (laughs) when, when you're, you're trying to keep a a weight class, like I have a, an aunt who is a professional boxer who was a professional boxer. Um, she actually is married to another woman, Christy Martin, uh, who paved the way for women's boxing. Um, so Christy Martin is one of the first people that really popped up on the scene as far as women's boxing goes. Mm-hmm. And then Lisa Hollywine uh, fought her in uh, in a match and ended up later in life, they they are living together and, and are together. And um, Lisa Hollywine is my basically my, my second aunt. Um, oh. Anyways, she told me about the weight class thing, you know, whenever she's preparing for a big match and she has to lose a bunch of weight um cottage cheese and fruit apparently is a great high protein low calorie (laughs) uh thing so i i resisted that but i i came to it anyways and uh (laughs) so yeah but i I like that i like cottage cheese and pineapple you know with pineapple oh okay i'll have to try Uh, although i I don't eat it often enough and Maybe I, I should, but, because, but I do like it. And I, I think that's what, to me, and I, I know I've told you this before, uh, when we're talking about maintaining our, our body, diet is the worst thing. Because, you know, I, I'm not good at maintaining that. But uh, but if I can figure out what I like that's good for you, like cottage cheese and fruit, well, then I can eat that more. And, and you know, and the idea, I think with me is that I, I sometimes I don't eat, I, I continue to eat after I'm full which is stupid. I know yeah. that, but it's like, it, Oh, you know, the, the tacos uh, taste so good. Let me have one more, yeah. but I'm already full. And you know, I, 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 because of my culture, I, I will eat them. That that's, the, yeah. that's the reason I eat tacos, Dave, because of my culture. Otherwise I so, would not. Okay. It's, it's just, I'm, I don't you know, know. They're amazing. I, I'm willing to sacrifice for the, the Chicanos in the, in the America, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, do the, the best you can, of course, and you're getting close. So you got the, but four four weeks or so before mm-hmm. uh, the baby yeah, pops out, and, yeah, kind of, yeah. Due dates in four weeks, but it'll probably be a little bit later than that. But yeah. looking forward to it. It'll be well. Fun. <laughs> you never know, okay? You yeah, never know. Never know. Trust me. My midwife says know. babies come on their birthday, not necessarily their due date. All That's the time, right. So. That's right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, as we get the, uh, closer, good luck with that, and we'll pray for you that everything goes well, and it will. It Thank will. you. Now the topic. So we started out with this proactive resiliency uh, block a few weeks ago. We talked about physical fitness, although we're kind of talking about it now. We talked about mental fitness, how to learn and and grow. And uh, the next part that uh, we want to get into is the relationship fitness, which you know all of these things go together. They, they, you can't separate them, but you can. It's like the yin and the, the, the yin and the yang. You know the it's a, mm-hmm. a, a dichotomy, but. Um, but when we talk to talk about relationships, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, a little bit because you, you're married and you get, have you, well, let me put it to ask, let me ask you this. Have you developed a relationship with little Bobby? I know you're naming him after me. <laughs> Named Joel <laughs> now, but we can call him Bobby when, when you see him. Um, okay. And uh, I think so. I, we were just talking 
think my husband and I, we were, we were watching something on television for a few minutes last night. And uh, I said, do you want to feel the baby? And he put his hand there and then he said, I love you. And then he kicked and he said, oh, wow, he kicked. And he said, I love you. And he kicked. And so he's like, I think Joel knows my voice. And I have this app um, that gives you developmental progresses um, for, for just tells you, you know, what your baby, what stage your baby might be at. And, and it says that he can recognize voices that he's heard a lot. Um, so probably Jacob, maybe even other significant yeah. figures. And, and we're joking. Um, Jacob is obviously um, really not bad about this necessarily, but I was telling him, you need to watch your language. Remember, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you don't know what his first word is going to be. And it may not be. Well, now. Heard. He was joking. So we had a baby shower and he was joking that um, he, people kept asking him, what's the baby's animal? What's the baby's animal? And he, we didn't pick one. We just love all the all the animals. And then he was like, oh, I'm going to start telling people our animals and narwhal. And his first word is going to be narwhal. Uh, so for some strange reason, he's going up to me and saying, narwhal, narwhal, narwhal. <laughs> okay. Like, you're weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember not not too long ago, our, our one of our granddaughters, who's now just turned 13, but she must have been six, maybe seven at the time. We're having dinner, and um, and all of a sudden she says, "Shit, <laughs> what, what, what did you say?" And she <laughs> repeats it, "Shit." And uh, where did you learn that? Oh, about you know, we went through that and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, <laughs> and we told her, you know, that's not the right thing to say to begin with. You're, you're, that's not a good word. Don't use that word. And especially when we're eating and okay, she understood, you know, she no kidding. It, it wasn't purposeful in the sense that she knew what she was saying. So mm -hmm. um, we go on uh, uh, eating and all of a sudden she says, damn, where did you <laughs> learn that word? She said, well, at least it wasn't shit. That's so, <laughs> so, it's so like, funny. And, uh, and Everyone that's, loves a real, that's a true story. That's a true, it just, ha it happened. Uh, button is her name. Hilarious. So you, you, never, you never know where they're going to pick up a word, you know, it, uh, the baby make mm -hmm. them up. Uh, um, all in, you know, air power. You never know what to, but do you have a yeah. relationship with the baby? Of course, as a mom. I mean, you know, I've never been one, so I, I don't understand that. I understand the relationship afterward, but with the, mm -hmm. with the person inside, I mean, I mean, think about this, Dave. You probably have, because you're that, that type of person, but there's a little person inside you. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that, that freaks me out when I think about it. How can that uh -huh. possibly be? That's a miracle, of course, but, mm -hmm. um, but there's a little person inside there. And uh, I, I suspect that a mom develops, uh, and I don't know when you develop a relationship with with him. I, I mean, you've had it for a while. He's been around for seven months, mm -hmm. eight, eight months, coming on eight months. Eight, yeah. So do you, do, do you, were you purposeful? I guess that's my uh, question. Were you purposeful in developing, make, d starting this relationship or does it just happen to a mom? I've, I've, I've actually met my baby it makes sense and and that's just insane to me um and i'm excited to see him a lot of people have had ultrasound fancy ultrasound videos where they like make the baby's face look cartoonish i didn't choose to do that oh, um because okay. i wanted to wait to see <laughs> yeah, yeah it's it almost makes like sim sim like to where you can see what their facial features are and everything and and i haven't got the privilege of of uh learning that yet so i'm excited to you know really see what he looks like and develop that but but yeah, some kind of spiritual uh, relationship and, and just knowing like, wow, you're you're going to have your own life apart from mine um, is, is really important. And it, it's definitely changed my relationship with my husband uh, and with friends and with everybody. So, yeah, yeah.
and I mean, obviously you're aware of it. Are they aware of it? You know, have, have, have they seen differences in how you relate to them and mentioned it? I think so. I had a, a family friend tell me that uh, this is usually the transition to motherhood is also the transition into womanhood a lot of the time. And um, I, we were joking because my, my mom was sitting right there. I was like, if she can be a little girl and, and play around and be silly, I can be a little girl and play around and be silly. And, you know, I'm not losing any part of my childhood by uh, developing this, you know, motherhood uh, season. But at the same time, it is, I think it's, it's people recognize that um, we have our own family unit unit that has our own family needs. And we're not just Jacob and Deva tromping around the world together anymore. Um, And uh, I think that is going to change my relationship with family, but in hopefully really good ways. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and of course, you know, having had a couple, it, it, uh, it, it changes in at least particularly in the sense of responsibility. Now there's mm-hmm. a, I mean, right. Even though Bobby is there and you're responsible <laughs> for him, it's not the same as him, you know, physically being outside. It'll, it'll change. Mm-hmm. It'll, and, and do this for me. If I, if you remember, if I remember, think about how you, you're relating to him now and how mm-hmm. you'll relate to him when you have the baby. We'll, we'll be on, I hope that we'll still be doing the podcast. And um, yeah. I want, I, I would, le- I'd like to know what's changed. How do, how does it change again? I've never been there, so I, I have no idea, but uh, you know, relationships are, uh, well, I, I used to uh, argue with one of my professors. Uh, I love him dearly. Uh, Dr. Boyd about when does a relationship start? Now mm-hmm. I, we, he, he being a philosopher uh, believed that, that it started when we connect the first time that we connect. And at that time, because I haven't studied with him in 30 years now, probably, uh, we, we didn't have the technology that we have now. And we were the point that he made was whenever we talk to each other, you know, see each other face to face, that's a relationship. Even if you don't even say anything, that's a relationship. So, uh, you know, I can ag- agree and, and I can disagree as well. But nowadays, you, because we're talking about my our perspective, my perspective being different than your perspective, when does a relationship start for for you guys? And it's not the millennials, but the you young young whippersnappers, as it were. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I think it's online nowadays. And um, I remember being in the dating phase and thinking, man, it would be so cool if somebody came up and told me to face to face that I was pretty, or came up and told me face to face, you know, hey, I really liked your comment in class. And and uh, a lot of times, if you don't say it over text message, you don't say it at all, um, because I think the stakes seem so high to just go up and risk talking to somebody in person. Um, at least that's true. And, you know, my college experience and my my young adult experience, it might have been a little bit different in high school because um, we had so much time to spend and socialize. And I think they may have uh, set that up a little bit for us to where they they encouraged uh, group projects and stuff like that but I don't I don't think I've ever and I'm a senior I don't think I've ever had a group project where we're required to talk to each other in person and work on something in class um, yeah. we've had yeah. some discussions um, but nothing challenging um, but yeah. I know that's much different at the Air Force Academy I know uh, hopefully yeah. I mean required uh, face-to-face communication since right. they're you know trapped there to learn and grow together <laughs> <Trapped>. Good <word>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> voluntarily trapped but still nonetheless yes. it's, uh, it's trapped uh-huh. yeah 
But in 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 in, in your relationships with those teams, uh, Deva, do you uh, want? Do you uh, need to talk to each other personally, or is this okay doing it all online? I don't think it's okay in the long run. I think overall people will be benefited by by sharing ideas. But I will admit that um, I'm more comfortable. Uh, and I think everybody is more comfortable in their own shell, talking to their own people, coming home. And I can talk to my husband. I can invite my friends over to my house if I wanted to. Um, but walking around, I'm not uh, anxious uh, that I don't know. I guess uh, some ra somebody random is going to strike a conversation, but I think it's fabricated because um, I think the 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 sense that I know that somebody's not going to come up to me and and say something that I don't ex expect, and I have to produce a response like socializing. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess um, the the sense that, that it doesn't happen often probably makes me more anxious about it. Um, whereas I think if we didn't have the cell phone and if people just said what was on their mind, um, like, Hey, I really liked your comment or, Hey, your, your comment in class was concerning to me. Here's how I disagree. Uh, I think if people really made those outstretches and, out the, and made those comments still, um, which I'd like to ask you, um, if that was true in your college days and your military experience, um, when you were maybe around my age, if people did that, or if they just kind of were embarrassed to to share their own ideas or well you know, know. We, because we didn't have the technology that's the only way to do it you know that's the only way we mm -hmm. communicated was uh, person to person eye to eye uh, because like i said we just didn't have it but uh and and here's the 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 here's my conundrum i guess uh deva is when you're online even when i, I text you or send you an email or whatever is it possible that you're misconstruing what I'm saying or what I've written yeah. because my tone would be different possibly, or mm -hmm. the, the inflections would be different possibly, which would, or the, now I'm, I'm looking at your email here. Sounds good. I'm going, I'm logging on no punctuation <laughs> points. So that means one phrase, you know, this I'm old school. So I'm thinking, yeah. well, where's my red marker. I'm going to mark this up because uh, this is uh, absolutely wrong. Sounds uh -huh. good, period. There's a period because that's a, a phrase that you made a statement and then yep. I'm logging on, should have a period. Okay, so I've, I've corrected that now. Um, <laughs> so you can tell your grammar teacher that you stand corrected. But but that's how you guys write. That's how you guys write. I, I mean, uh, I think I told you this before. One day I'm going to write a whole essay without uh, uh, capitalizations and punctuations and see what people think. You know, they're going to think I freaked out. <laughs> But although maybe, maybe you youngsters are, are going to say, oh, we understand. <laughs> sure you do. Yeah. I've seen many memes where the comma was critical. Yeah. You know, and, I have a. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I, I love those memes. I, I was just going to say as far as um, stories about how your your intent has been uh, misunderstood. I have a, a pretty big one from last week. So I have this class that I've been taking and um, there are some concerns uh, that I've had about the class. It's called American Studies. Um, it's the history of minorities. It's the history of uh, poverty. It's the history of America, but specifically through the lens of um, kind of uh, America's failures. Um, and I don't think that they have expressed 
fully enough that maybe that they called it Americans failure studies, then I would have been more happy, but they called it American studies. And they, I think they really were trying to convince people um, that America has really just pushed people down and they have done no, no good for anybody. And, and so anyways, I, I started to, to get, have some concerns about this class and we have this group chat. It's online um, text message on your phone. And uh, what happened was I sent this message with a little clip from the reading that we had taken. And I said, I don't know, uh, and I I won't go up specifically and say what I I said, but but I did preface and I said I, I don't know if anybody else is feeling this way. I'm looking for some healthy debate or somebody to affirm the way I'm feeling. If somebody else is feeling this way about this passage, um, or if you disagree with me and want to have some healthy debate, I'm really open to to that. And then I said I feel like this passage in this book is is inherently anti-American. And a little bit, you know, I, I said it was a little bit um, just concerning. Um, and I gave some reasons why. The first response that I got, and I thought my response, and I, I ran it by a few people too, uh, I thought my first uh, text message was was pretty well spoken and, and reasonable. And the first response that I got was... Uh, honestly, comma, you should delete this text. You should, you should delete that message, comma, LOL, period. And so what they meant, uh, and this is part of that, people call it cancel culture. You know, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear any, any back and forth about these discussions. And, and so she, she was offended um, at what I said, uh, at, at my concern, and then told me, almost like you're stupid you really mm. shouldn't have said anything um my response after i i sent another concern and then i said well here this is something else that i'm considering uh too i don't mean to offend anybody i just asked them some questions and um and i uh what i did end up saying and and of course my heart was kind of beating pretty fast i it really did hurt my feelings the way that the people were, were responding to me i said uh I would have rather you help me understand than make me feel small. I won't say anything else, period. Yeah. And uh, and I think that that's a lot of time what's, what's happening with, with communication. People don't want to hear it. They don't want to have those deep discussions. And then over text message, it's really easy just to shoot a, you're stupid, please shut up <laughs> message. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was my yeah. story from last week. That was, that wow. was hard. But Well, that's a... Uh it's sad that that happens, especially at a college, uh, because you're supposed to be free to express yourself and all that. Well, at least when I was going to college, now I didn't show up to class very much, but still I, I showed up for, for parties and stuff. <laughs> Whatever, so, uh, I don't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, we've run out of time. Let's keep that in mind because, um, you know, the, the, uh, and the key I think for this uh, part is, uh, the eyes won't lie. They will see, the communication where where you're typing it they have no idea you know and we, we you've taken communication classes we say that 90 percent 90 plus percent of the communication process is nonverbal. well if it's in type it's no that's doesn't work so um yeah so anyway so anyway you have a good week and we'll talk to you again next week absolutely thanks Thank you for listening. We hope that there was something that you heard in this episode that will help empower you to become a better leader. A leader of character. If you'd like to connect with us, please email us at cloc at leadershipandforesight.org. 
Until next time, be great. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight.